Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Morani, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. Time for another Bible Chat. I'm your host, Brett Morani. I'm here with my friend, Eric Piment, and we are in the book of 2 Samuel. I'd like to bring up this passage where it talks about the Lord sending Nathan the prophet to confront David about his sin. And, you know, the famous thou art the man after he tells this story, right? If you've never heard this before, this is one of the most dramatic passages of the Old Testament. <laughs> it really is. So, but I want to go past that, past that story where Nathan confronts David and says, you're the man, you're the guy who's I'm talking about here in this story. You're the one that's fault. You're the one who has sinned against the Lord so grievously. And then in, down in verse 15, Nathan departed from David's house, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David, and it was very sick. This is intriguing because it seems hard to believe for those of us who know the kindness and the compassion of God and how he doesn't hold responsible the children for their parents' sin. Yes, the children shall not die for the sins of their parents. And yet the Lord strikes this child. And the context is it's because of David's great sin. So verse 16, David prays and fasts for this child, prays and fasts. And then in verse, skipping down to verse 18, on the seventh day of this ordeal, the, the child being sick, it says the child died. Yes. So how do I reconcile this with a kind, loving God that's not going to punish my children for my sin, right? I mean, isn't that the question a lot of people are going to be having right now when they're reading this, especially if they're reading it for the first time? Yeah, the force of that question does apply or appear. All that God does is uh, remotely uh, an act of God, uh, whether it occurs by intermediate actions or not. So if the child ended up having a disease, you could say, well, the child died of a disease. But you could also say that the Lord allowed this thing to happen to the child. There's no, uh, the child wasn't punished for his own sins. And obviously the child didn't go to hell or anything like that. Right. Because as a matter of fact, although David prayed for him, you will see a little bit uh, later in the text, when David discerned that the child is dead, they asked, well, what's going to happen? And in verse 23, David says, now that he is dead, why should I continue to fast? I can't bring him back again anymore. I shall go to him, but he shall not return again right. unto me in, in verse 23. A great verse that has been used to comfort many parents when their children have passed, uh, or, or even one that has been used to affirm the mercy and grace to God to, uh, regarding death of infants and, and even applied, I think, to, properly to babies that have been aborted. Could it be? I mean, I, I know we're, we're treading on very difficult ground here. But could it be that this child was not going to survive anyway? Anyway, you slice it, God's sovereign. He, he could cause this baby to live or not. Yeah. I'm going to admit that there are some difficult passages in the Bible. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say, that, yes, there are some difficult passages sh- in the Bible. Well, that's, I think, and how I started this conversation. Is this is hard. Yeah, it, it is hard. I think uh, a couple other principles when I come across something like this, the New Testament interprets the Old Testament. We do live under grace. We don't mm-hmm. live under law. We do know that God is sovereign for all the things that occur, including, including life and death. Mm-hmm. 
we we know that uh, life and death are in in, in God's hands, mm-hmm. and uh, that the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. And if the Lord takes this away, He takes it away for a good purpose. Now, there's one other thing I kind of want to think. I want to add this to mm-hmm. um, is the idea that each person is unique, and God intended for the attitude and the personality of Solomon to be there. And it's very possible that when God that had this child live, this child would have been the very next king after mm. David, because uh, God did not intend for that person to be the next king. God intended for the next king, David, because David had other children, right? Mm-hmm. God intended for David's son, Solomon, to be king, because Solomon's uh, personality and character were there. And David probably would have done what was his default mentality, is simply uh, in, install this child to be the, the, uh, mm-hmm. his successor. They, kings lived in dynasties, mm-hmm. and uh, they expected their children to rule after them, and they picked one. Uh, and, and the brothers wouldn't be there. And so I, I think that uh, God, in God's foreknowledge, he, he planned for Solomon to be the, uh, the wise one and also to, uh, to learn from the mistakes of his own father. We live in such a different culture now. I was just talking with my wife about, about this on the way up here. And uh, David got away, not got away, David committed murder and adultery mm-hmm. and still remained as king. Mm-hmm. He wasn't taken down. I mean, in our culture, in the United States, when a person commits uh, adultery, they're taken down. Consider mm-hmm. our own former, one of our own former presidents who was impeached for, for mm-hmm. that offense. Uh, and, and certainly even committing murder would have taken uh, the, uh, a president down. But uh, kings were less touchable, in, in, yeah, especially they, in the Old Testament days. They were pretty much, once, they could, the, once they're installed, they could do whatever they want to do. Yeah, uh, they had power. The Bible says life and death are in the power of the king. Yeah. <laughs> also in the power of the tongue. No accountability in that sense, mm-hmm. unless he's overthrown. And that was, that was the way they did deal with what they felt like were unjust kings, is they would create uh, uh, an army and go try to conquer that king. And if they did, then they usually would, whoever led it or whatever, would become the king and be just as devilish. <laughs> the the uh, un, unaccountable power of that day and age just was uh, hard for our minds to, to understand mm-hmm. in, in our day. When I come across some difficult verses in the Bible, I realize I don't have to have a satisfactory answer. I mm-hmm. do have to have a satisfactory Lord. I have to have a Jesus in whom I put entire faith mm-hmm. and trust and reliance. And Jesus certainly knew this verse, and he knew the ins and outs. <laughs> yeah. He knew the beginning from the end of this verse. And so it didn't bother him enough to think, gee, I must not be the Messiah, or there must be an evil God, or there, there must be a, a, a capricious God whom we can't trust in. Jesus put entirely his faith in the Father, and as a matter of fact, Jesus is the visible image of the Father. He is the visible image of the invisible God. And so when we look at Jesus Christ, we're going to find passages in the Old Testament that um, bother us, but for Christ, those questions are all resolved. Yes. He, he doesn't have his uh, doubts or uh, queries the way, that we, the way that we do. And so I... As a Christian, my faith in him allows me to also trust his evaluation of the Old Testament. A couple of the things to think about on this is when we think about, okay, it's not fair that a child dies for his father's sins or his sin. Well, sometimes that just happens anyway because one of, one of the sins a father can commit against their child is to kill them. Mm-hmm. 
that child was innocent, but was killed by the parent. I think even of, well, of course, in cases of abortion, but also I think about Marvin Gaye Sr., mm-hmm. who killed Marvin Gaye Jr., the famous singer. He, from my understanding, the son was trying to break up a domestic fight between his mother and father, and his father had a background of abuse toward his mother, if I remember all these details correctly. And so he stepped in to try to protect his mother and the father, and they got an argument about it, and father shot and killed his son. Oh, you know, so Marvin Gaye didn't deserve to die for his father's sin, but that's what sin does is it destroys, and sometimes it destroys people, not necessarily their fault. Uh, and this was not the case of that here, where it wasn't direct causation. But now another thought, and that is this, and you made allusion to it. In Christ, there is a day in which all things will be made right. There's also a, there's a day of judgment and a day yes. of reckoning. Yes. And, right. and, and so what can be unjust over a long period of time will be made right. And there's a sense in which this baby got to go straight to heaven, you know, and his days were numbered like everyone else's. Um, and the Lord is gracious. Like you say, we trust, we trust in God. And, and we'll see our dead loved ones who are in heaven regardless of, and I think we'll be able to immediately recognize them and we'll know who they are. We won't have to be told. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville. It is copyrighted by Brett A. Mirani, 2022.